Hey guys, welcome to my next episode of Dad Up, the podcast show for dads about dads being dads. I'm your host, Brian Ward. Thanks for listening. I really appreciate the feedback I've received about the show. They've been great, so please keep them coming. If you haven't done so yet, please make sure you subscribe to the show so you don't miss anything. And also, please make sure to rate the show and share it with others. I would appreciate it. With that being said, I'm excited about my next guest on Dad Up today. One of the great things about doing a podcast is being introduced to great people and developing new friends. My guest, Alex Jowdy, is one of those people. He was a personal trainer and a former gym owner. He and his wife have trained clients for years in the CrossFit industry. In addition to that, he also has a very popular and successful podcast called Cornerstone of America. The basis of his podcast is to bring you the stories of individuals that form the bedrock of this country. In his shows, his guests share stories of facing hardship and overcoming adversity and more. Please check out his podcast. You you will certainly enjoy it. He has some truly remarkable guests on his show. He works a full-time corporate job, runs a popular podcast. He and his wife continue to train clients in CrossFit and nutrition, and he still manages to be a very successful and attentive dad to five kids. So how does he do it all? Alex shares his experiences he uses to running a podcast and how he and his wife balance their careers and parenting. It is an honor and pleasure to welcome Alex Jowdy to Dad Up. Hey, Alex. Yeah, how you doing? Doing well. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Good. Hey, uh, thank you very much for joining me on my Dad Up podcast. I appreciate it. Yeah, for sure, man. I hope you can hear me okay. I'm on my uh, Bluetooth headset. I'm almost yeah, no, home, so but I know it's a little bit loud in the background. Yeah, no, you're fine. Are you guys getting rain up there or what? Uh, not right now. We're actually uh, expecting our first snow next week. So we were just talking about it at work today about kind of prepping and you know, make sure the guys are, are you know, aware and, and they got all their cool gear and whatnot. So. All right. Well, it's raining down here, so. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, let's get started. Um, Alex, I want to thank you for uh, joining me on uh, Dad Up today. I know um, I know you got a busy schedule, so I don't want to take up too much of your time, but I really appreciate you taking the time out of your day to, to chat with me for a few minutes. No problem at all, man. I'm, uh, I'm honored to be on. It's, uh, uh, it's funny that, you know, you're you're just getting started with yours, and, and I've only been doing my podcast for about, uh, you know, what's it been now, about four months since I started it, about three months of releasing episodes, but it, it feels like a while ago, too, you know, like I'm in this groove now, so I can't wait for you to start hitting that groove, too. Right. Well, why don't we start there, Alex? Why don't we, um, why don't you tell my listeners a little bit about yourself, about your family, your kids, and uh, a little bit about your story and what you're doing now? Sure. Uh, so I am a uh, married father of five. I have five children. Uh, my oldest is my boy. Uh, he's 11. And then I have four girls. I have a nine-year-old, a twin six-year-old, and then I have a, yeah, a tw- uh, 20, yeah, she'll be two in January. So, wow. <laughs> so we got, you know, that full spectrum. Yeah, top to bottom. Um, my, uh, I've been a personal trainer, gym owner for 15 years. And then, uh, a couple years ago, uh, you know, when we were pregnant with our fifth, my wife and I, uh, you know, left our, our business that we were with at the time, the gym we were with. And, uh, you know, instead of starting over with a new training, uh, new gym again, we decided that she would continue with the online training business that we have. She's a, uh, she's a strength coach and she's a competitor as well. And I, I take my 
years of, you know, business ownership management experience and working with people and kind of going to corporate world for a little while just to kind of stabilize things a little bit. That's what I've been doing for the last couple of years. And I've kind of had a point a few months ago where the entrepreneurial itch, you know, started kicking in. And I've been wanting to do a podcast for a while and I've been an avid podcast listener for, you know, for years. So I said, okay, cool, let's get this going. So I just, you know, I hit the ground running and learning as much as I could about, uh, you know, especially with the internet, you can do, you can learn whatever you want, you know, and right. uh, I, yeah. Yeah, what's the name of your podcast, Alex? I want to share everybody with your podcast. Sure. It's called Cornerstone of America, and uh, it's basically what the name is. It's, uh, you know, I'm the, uh, uh, you know, my, my parents both immigrated here from the Middle East, and, and you know, I feel fortunate in what I've been born here and uh, and afforded the, uh, the, you know, the rights and the freedoms that we have here, the ability to do whatever you want if you're just willing to put in the work and the effort. And uh, so I really... I'm fascinated by people that choose entrepreneurship, that choose to be small business owners, that choose the military, uh, you know, uh, law enforcement, emergency services. And uh, so, I, and I love talking to people. So I figured what better way, you know, to, for the podcast format to be just to talk to these people, to these individuals. And right. that's kind of what I do. Yeah. So I just, you know, week to week and it's been cool. And I've gotten a really good feedback so far. I had you on last week and, uh, it's gaining traction. Yeah, had a blast. It was a fun time. Yeah, man, it was fun. It was great, and I've gotten a lot of good feedback on that one that we did as well, too. So, and that's the feedback I've gotten too. It's not like where I'm doing this podcast and I'm trying to get, um, you know, the like the the highest profile of people, you know, all the time. I've had you know right. gym owners. I've had you know I have had a few you know like you know you know military, ex-military, CIA got some profile guys and. And it's just, I really want to talk to individuals, you know, and, and people that kind of make up the cornerstone of this country, you know, so right. that's, that's the name of the show and that's kind of what I'm doing. Well, that's awesome. Well, congratulations on starting that. And I'm, I'm really excited that you're, um, that you're finding some success with it and it's, uh, and it's still in some time for you and you're enjoying it. I mean, that's, that's what it's all about is just being passionate about it and, uh, and making it work, you know? Um, I'm sure it takes, I'm sure it takes up time. I mean, I know, uh, just, just me starting off here, you know, it's taking up a lot of my time, um, which, which is okay. It just kind of that balancing. Um, but how do you balance that with, you know, with your family? You know, honestly, it's, uh, you know, my kids grew up in the gym. So they grew up with, and I say grew up like they're all growing up here, but I mean, my son, you know, from the time he was three years old, he was coming to my studio with me every Saturday. Um, you know, my daughter, the same thing. And, uh, and even now, you know, after we left the gym and, uh, you know, we built a full blown gym in our garage. We have clients that come to the gym. I mean, you open our garage doors and it looks like a crossfit in there, you know? So, um, it's, it's a matter of balance where we don't, we don't shun them as far as like, this is my work and you're not involved there. We're very open with the kids. And I think that helps a lot, you know, where, where we don't shield them from like honesty. You know what I mean? So, right. uh, yeah, and what that does is it kind of really gives them a, a, a level of perspective of, like, you know, what it takes to kind of, you know, to do something. And, and not having be this, like, one of the things I talk about on my podcast or just to my children in general or to people in everyday life is the concept of uh, now getting rid of that, that mindset of, like, oh, I'll do that someday. Someday is that, like, that magical unicorn place that doesn't exist, you know? <laughs> right, right. So, right. So it's a matter of, okay, I put the time in, I committed to doing two hours a day to work on it, whether it was, um, you know, recording an episode, watching a webinar, doing a tutorial, 
uh, editing, you know, whatever it was, you know, two hours a day. It didn't have to be two hours continuous, just cumulative at least two hours a day. And it wasn't hard to find the time. All it did was just make me even more disciplined with my time and then just cut out some stuff. Okay, well, I'm not going to watch Netflix, you know, like three nights a week. You know what I mean? Right. It's really just like, what are you going to choose to kind of put the time in and, and put the effort in as well? And that's really where it's been. And my son's kind of gotten into the editing ones with me. He likes to sit down and like edit the podcast with me. And oh, it's funny, cool. he'll call me out. Yeah, he'll be like, hey, dad, you said, oh, I put time there. <laughs> Well, that's cool. That's cool that you're getting that yeah. involved in that in that part of it. Uh, I'm hoping to do the same thing with my family. As a matter of fact, I just shared with uh, with my wife the other day. I said I'm going to have to have her on my show, um, and she said, "Yeah, sure, I'll be on." Um, I'm I'm not quite sure what she'll say about me, but uh, um, I'm 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 willing to, and able to have my family on uh, on the show, just like uh, you know your family starting to get involved with yours. Now, when it comes to your gym, though, you said you have the gym in the in, in the garage. You have basically a little business in the garage. Uh, do, I mean, are, are your kids allowed to come in and out if you got clients? I mean, or do they just leave you alone when you got clients in there? Well, so the, the, the as far as the clients go, it's mostly my wife at the clients because I still have a full time day job and. Uh, uh, and the way we kind of make that work is my wife also, you know, like I, you know, I married up. <laughs> you know, I'm blessed. My, my wife uh, homeschools our five kids. So um, I, I usually get home. Like I was already getting home around three, four o'clock because I had the early part of my day, but I recently took a, a promotion at my, my current position and I'm actually working earlier. So I'm starting at 2 a.m. Um, wow. A little bit of an adjustment. Yeah. A little bit of an adjustment, but I actually like it because what's happening is, like, I'm, I'm, it's one thirty. I'm home. I'm sitting outside of my house right now. Like, I'm pulling up to my house right now, right? right. And I get home, and if I got enough sleep, I'll hit the gym right away and get a workout in right now, and then I'll be done by 3 o'clock, and then I'm with the kids the whole afternoon. And then, if not, I'll take a little power nap, and then I'll work out. Um, my wife's got clients basically from, like, 4 o'clock, and then she runs a barbell class as well. Till you know anywhere till six or seven o'clock in the evening. So when I get home, pretty much it's kind of I tag in and I take over uh, taking care of the kids, and uh, that includes you know I do dinner, uh, I take them to the sporting events, you know like tonight the kids got gymnastics at the Y, so I'll be taking them there. Um, and and what that does is it kind of frees her up to deal with that. But they also know the boundaries as far as when they can go in and can't. We actually have a lock to keep that lock on the door from the gym itself for the okay. clients and my wife and. Uh, um, but they're comfortable in the gym. They, you know, I like, my wife likes more of a boundary because when she's in there, she's either getting her workout in, meaning she's getting a break from being with the kids all day, or she's with clients. You know, myself, I like the kids to kind of jump in there with me, you know, and they'll get a workout in too, and they have fun, and, and uh, it's some quality time since I'm gone during the day. So. Oh, that's good. That's good. Well, you guys yeah. make it work. You guys, you guys are, are partners in that. That's awesome that you guys kind of have the same exactly. goals, same ambitions, and 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 you're able to work around it with, uh, especially with five kids and 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 not only five kids but twins. Right. The twins are funny. Yeah, they're uh, they're such like different personalities, and they'll go off and do their own thing sometimes, and um, they'll 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 get into a fight like an argument and like screaming out at each other, and then before because of you know you know me being a control freak sometimes. I'll want to sit there and kind of break it up. And, and But what I've noticed recently is if I leave them alone, as long as they're not, you know, beating the hell out of each other. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> the, the, it's kind of like the screaming is worse than actually what's going on, you know? And then, and then you know, before long, they're hugging and saying, I'm sorry. And <laughs> so it's pretty interesting to kind of watch their dynamic. So. Oh, that's, that's great. So what do you, what do yeah. you, uh, 
what do you you know you guys are busy you guys are busy with the kids and, and with your business but what do you what do you enjoy most about being a dad what do I enjoy most about being a dad um I enjoy I enjoy the challenge um as as kind of like weird as that sounds you know I enjoy I enjoy the fun I'm a big kid um I but I also I enjoy trying to be better because it, when 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 I recognize the things I need to be better at as a father, then that doesn't just affect like my my you know my relationship with my kids. That affects my whole right. life. It means that I'm able to recognize well, how to be better with my nutrition, my health, my responsibilities, uh, more discipline, right? And uh, a lot of it is I grew like I said earlier. You know, my parents immigrated here from the Middle East, but I you know I grew up with a pretty strict Middle Eastern dad. Uh, me and him used to butt heads all the time and, um, and, you know, he was a control freak. And one of the things I took away, I feel like as a father, our goal should always be to try to, not because they were bad, but you're, you're always, every generation you're trying to improve on your, what your parents did, right? That's how we make better people and better, better communities. Right. So, Mm -hmm. so one thing I really focus on trying to do is it's not a matter of like screwing up, right? I'm going to screw up. Like, you know, it Mm -hmm. happens all the time, but. I, I apologize to my kids, right? I, you okay. know, find myself, I tell them, you know, hey, I'm sorry, you know, I'm sorry I snapped at you, you know, that you guys didn't deserve that, or, you know, whatever it is, or recognizing that um, I'm trying to be too controlling because there's five kids and it could be kind of chaotic in the house and I'm trying to control the chaos instead of just letting them be it. Right. Right. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah I, I, I agree with that. It's, you know, part of, part of the enjoyment of being a dad is just the challenge, like you said, and, and, uh, you know, there's a lot of areas, uh, kids growing up as, as a dad, there's a lot of things that challenge us um, in all areas of their life. You know, whether it's, you know, interaction between their siblings, interaction between the other parent um, mm-hmm. or yourself. Um, but it, part of that, part of that enjoyment or part of the, part of the fulfillment of being a dad is just the challenge. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's, um, that's great perspective. I really, I really like that. Um, what kind of discipline do you guys have? Cause I know you said that, um, you guys, I know at the last conversation that we had, when I was on your show, you were talking about, um, you're, you homeschool your kids, right? All five. Right. Okay. So all five are homeschooled. Now I know just from being a coach, uh, that, you know, coaching my own kids, that sometimes there's a challenge there with discipline because you're the coach, but they kind of see you as the parent. So right. that, that discipline, uh, not only in everyday things that you're dealing with, but also homeschooling, you know, there's, you're supposed to be the mm-hmm. teacher and yeah. a different level of respect. How do you guys deal with the discipline? That part of it is definitely a struggle, you know, and it's something that we, you know, we constantly struggle with from time to time. And, and I think the biggest thing is, so like from the, from the aspect of the school part of it, right. My wife is, Great thing is my wife is very very regimented from that schedule standpoint, right? She she has it set up where and she was homeschooled too, and her mom was a teacher, and my wife's got a great uh, you know collegiate background, and so she sets up a pretty rigid schedule with the school part itself, right? And yeah. it's it's a certain time they start, and then when they're done, and then the breaks, and the kids have their assignments, and so it's not new. What what the struggle is is like you said is when when they will naturally be more respectful and a little bit more paying attention if there's somebody else there versus it just being my wife, but it's not the teacher, it's mom. Right. Mm-hmm. So that, that tends to be a struggle sometimes. And sometimes it, 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 it can come into a play where 
I need to get involved with kind of taking a proactive approach to take a little bit off my wife's plate. And um, with with kids, a lot of it is, I mean, hell, it's even like with coaching, right? You're you're setting the mindset up. So instead of being reactionary, it's letting them know ahead of time. So I have this whiteboard we just started doing where we put like three the three daily disciplines, right? Uh, I'm glad you're bringing that because I was going to talk to you about that. Yeah, and so those are one thing where it's, I, like, I'm, I'm very honest with my kids, right? And this is where the discipline part comes into play. Um, I, and I still do it from time to time, but I realize it, right? Yelling at my kids and getting in an argument with them is not going to get anywhere, especially now with um, the ages they're at. It doesn't do anything, right? They're just going to be more combative. And, and so it's telling them, like, I'm honest with my son. And when I'm telling him something, I said, look, you're 11 years old. I'm 40. I'm trying to break this habit still right now to say whatever it is I'm trying to teach him, right? Right. I'm saying if you can build this habit now, trust me, and I'll give him examples. You will be thankful when you look back on this 10, 20 years from now and realize that you built this habit now at 11, 12, 14, 16 years old, rather like financial responsibility, fiduciary knowledge, right? Um, right. Uh, how they treat their, you know, their sisters and their brother, right? I tell my son, you need to, like, you should not be treating your friend better than you treat your sisters just because they're your sisters and you guys butt heads. Right. Like, would you talk to your friend this way? No. Okay. Then you shouldn't talk to your sisters this way. Uh, or I'll do like a brutal kind of like, Hey, you know how you just kind of like, you know, you pushed her down and you sat on her. Yeah. I said, how would you feel if there was a guy that did that? You know, like another boy. He goes, Oh, I'd be the crap out of him. I said, of course you would. Right. So if you would do that to him, why, why are it okay that you do that? Right. So you know, I try to use like visual, like intense examples. So they really kind of get it rather, rather than talking at them. Um, and, and the one thing I learned is that talk doesn't do anything. You have to back it up. If you say something like, if you do that one more time, you're grounded for a month, you better be ready to say and back up that you are grounded for a month. Right. Because otherwise they're going to just walk all over you as far as pushing the line. Cause they're naturally going to push the line anyways. They're kids. Right. Right. So that's kind of how we handle it. Yeah. Okay. Oh, well, that's good. That's good. Yeah. yeah you, and you're absolutely right. You got to You got to back up what you're saying. Um, and I have, you know, honestly, to, not so much now because my kids are, you know, both my kids are adults now, um, but uh, especially they're growing up. Not only do you have to back it up, but you have to have support from your spouse as well. You both kind of have to right. back up each other. Um, if there's a disagreement uh, on disciplining, how we handle it is if, you know, if I, if I were to, to get on my boys about something and tell them, hey, this is happening because you did this. Uh, if my wife disagreed with it, she actually wouldn't mention it in front of my kids. She would wait until later, and then we would talk about it. And that would be one of the only times that I think that we would change, you know, if, if she was able to convince me, hey, you know, maybe we shouldn't be that harsh, this is why and this is why. If she was able to convince me, then that would be maybe the only time that I would, you know, not back up what I said. You know what I mean? It's like one of those, oh, definitely. It, it, okay, maybe I was a little, the punishment was a little too harsh. So I go back to them. Oh, hey, hey, you know what? I realized after thinking about it, I gave you that punishment. It's probably a little too harsh. Here's what we're going to do instead. And then, yeah, so that's kind of a, kind of a balancing act. When, um, but for the most part, you got to, you got to kind of be on the same page. But um, when it comes to disciplining, for sure, you have to back up what you're telling them. Because otherwise, they're just going to keep going. And, exactly. can, and it's just going to get worse. Yeah, exactly. Especially if, you know, you're talking about, uh, what type of personality the kids are, you know, each one's, you know, different and they have their own personalities. They have their own uh, way of testing boundaries and, 
uh, what they're going to do and, and what they're going to decide to push on and push back on. Um, and you know, and you're right as far as you guys kind of you partners syncing up and kind of supporting each other. You know, that's something that me and my wife have, uh, you know, we struggled with in the past, and more recently, we really in the last year or two really focused on um, backing each other up. Uh, right. And you know, whether, whether we agree or disagree with how something is done. One thing we've definitely come to understand, you know, and on my end especially, is if my wife has something that she has rules, like house rules, okay, just because I get home and I take over and then she's, like I talked about earlier, where she's working with clients and now I'm in charge, it doesn't mean I change the rules because what that does is just sending mixed messages. You know, what that needs to be is me and her need to get on the same page so there's a uniform rule, you know, throughout the day, whether it's me or her, you know. You know, a little flexibility here and there is natural just because, again, me and her are different, right? But, right. you know, you know, having a rule of, uh, you know, my wife saying, you know, hey, you can't jump on the couch and uh, build forts out of the pillows of the couch in the living room, and me coming in and saying, ah, do whatever you want. Just make sure you clean up at the end. That's a total dichotomy. They're going to, you know, now when I go to work the next day, what the ass said, we can do whatever we want, you know, so that's not going to work, you know, so. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, well, and that's really yeah. the big one. Yeah. I, I totally get it. Um. Uh, going on another topic now, I know um, a lot of big things going on, and especially in the world uh, with kids over the last, you know, five, six, ten years is is uh, social media, and um, mm-hmm. it's, it's, you know, I don't know how you guys how you guys handle it. For us, we had, you know, we didn't really have to monitor our kids too much because of the people that they associated with, the friends that they associated with, the people that they were around regularly. Uh, and their behavior overall, we really didn't have to monitor our kids' social media use. We kind of trusted what they were doing. Uh, and I'm sure right. they, prob- they probably did stuff they weren't supposed to, but for the most part, my, my, boys, my boys are pretty good boys, and um, I really didn't have very many issues with them when it came to that. You know, as far as discipline, I may take social media away. You know, I may take their cell phone away or something like that, but um, as far as monitoring what they did, do you guys – you? Do your kids have social media? Do you allow them to have social media? And whatever the aspect is, you know, like right now there's TikTok, you know, going on like crazy. So oh, yeah. Snapchat, Snapchat well, all these different things. How do, you guys, um, <laughs> how do you guys handle that if you guys do at all? So a couple of different ways. One is, you know, my kids are still young. Like I said, my oldest is 11. Uh, so there is no social media for them as far as that goes. Um, none of them have cell phones. Um, they all... The you know uh, four out of five right the fifth being my my youngest is almost two the, the the four have tablets they have Amazon Kindle tablets but they don't have them meaning they don't get to keep them we have them and then okay. we have parental codes on them they get them once a week they get them on Saturdays they have what's called tablet time um, okay. they either get and it's their choice they either get to have it on Saturday afternoon and we actually kind of work it into quiet time for us so. Uh, it used to be Saturdays, but now it's Sundays. So Sundays we go to church, and then when we get home on Sundays, from a 1 to 3 o'clock, it's basically kind of like quiet time. We call it tablet time. They get their tablets. They get to go hang out in their rooms, and they get to sit on their tablets for two hours. Um, what they get to see is controlled because they're, they're, they're you know, um, you know, kid profiles, right? Right. Um, my, and we have a we have an older laptop that my wife uh, was my wife's old work laptop and now she got a new one and we use that one as the family laptop so things like uh, homework assignments um, projects like my son and daughter have gone into coding so you know there's like kids coding websites uh, you know things like that we use that laptop for it um, we push not push we support the the 
entrepreneur side because that's what we do, right? So my son loves making stop motion, you know, Lego movies, right, with his digital camera. So I told okay. him, hey, let's upload and create a YouTube channel. So he's kind of cool. knocking it out thinking if he wants to do it. Yeah. My daughter wants to start selling her, uh, her, her crochet, her knit stuff. She makes stuff all the time. All the kids are pretty artistic and have, you know, outside of the background. So we support really that cool. part of it. But, yeah, but we don't give them free reign. Um, because they're homeschooled, like my son asked me, how come I can't have a phone with all my friends? I said, well, I know you are. I know where you are. You go to school here. <laughs> so I said, you don't need a phone. Um, we have, what we have is we live in an area that's like, you know, like a nice suburban area in Tacoma and there's a ton of kids in the neighborhood and they have boundaries where they can go outside and play with the rest of the kids in the neighborhood. But they're not allowed to leave the house without, they each have their own assigned walkie-talkie. They have to take it with them when they leave the house. And um, it has to be on. And the rule is, is if I call you and you don't answer back within, you know, like a minute or two and I have to physically come get you, then you get your privileges the next day to go out. So, um yeah, and it works pretty good. They stay yeah, where they're exactly. supposed to go, you know. We Yeah, we know the kids in the neighborhood and the parents, and they're either, nine times out of ten, they're either in our backyard or they're in, you know, two two of the neighbors, like the kids' backyards right there. And you can see the yards over the fence and whatnot, and it works out pretty well there. They're not allowed to cross the street. You know, they have to stay on the block. Um, right. And, yeah, and my son has a little bit more you know, responsibilities, being the oldest, and, right. uh he actually, you know, but as far as the social media, they don't have it. Now, for us, because my wife's career with, you know, uh, being a strength coach and she she runs meets, she competes, uh, she has clients, she uses social media, right, to promote and, and to grow her business. Um, and then myself, now getting back into I did it before with the gym, and then now I'm doing it again with the podcast. So we have to really be cognizant of aware of how much we are on our phones with the kids. And, you know, as far as like being in the same room with the kids and not being glued to the phone, because as you know, it could be very tempting and you're going to see it now that you're doing your podcast, how much you're going to be on there doing stuff and, and promoting it and creating clips and whatnot. And, uh, and it's just a matter of like finding that balance and utilizing, uh, like automated tools. Like there's one called Hootsuite where you can program all your social media, like, um, you know, program everything out on Sunday and it'll post throughout the week. So you don't have to sit there and, and post, you know, all day, every day throughout the week, you know, and, right. and utilize that time where you're right. your phone the whole time. Yeah. Okay. So that helps out a lot too. Yeah. Sure. We want to introduce them to it so they kind of see and understand it. And yeah, understand. especially if they're going to get an entrepreneurship, right? Like, you yeah. Said. Yeah. You're going to know it. So they know what it is. They know how to use it, right? We let them, you know, talk to you. Like, we have, uh, you know, we're from California. We have a ton of family and friends in California. We have friends all over the country. Uh, because of our, you know, careers at the gyms, we have, my wife's got clients all over the country. I've got some clients and friends. So we utilize like Marco Polo and FaceTime, you know, on Facebook to, you know, to chat with friends and family in North Carolina and in Maine and um, in California. So they know, how, you know, they're smart. They know how to use the phones. They know how to do all that stuff too. It's, uh, it's just a matter of establishing boundaries. And if they break those rules, is is giving them immediate consequences. Like, for example, here's a perfect one. My son... The rule is, right, they they don't get screen time during the week, during the school week, okay? No screen time, yeah. minus any kind of school if it's for, okay? So, okay, he wanted to go to his buddy's house. His buddy down the street is the only child, right? And I told him, okay, fine, you can go over there. I said, but, and I told him, I said, you can't, it's Monday. I said, you can't play video games. He goes, okay, cool. And he promised me no video games. So I took my daughter for a walk around the, around the block, and uh, I looked through the window of his buddy's house, and he's sitting there playing video games in the living room. <laughs> I waved at him. He waved back. I said, "Okay." I didn't walk in there. I didn't embarrass him. I said, "Right." I waited until he came home. He came home. 
I said, you can't go to this house for a month. He goes, what? I said, yeah. <laughs> and he, uh, two wow. days later, he goes, hey, can I go to so-and-so's house? I said, no, you're grounded for a month. He goes, you mean like a whole month? I said, yes, like a literal month. So, <laughs> wow. yeah. So wow. I said, he well, can come over here. You guys can play outside. I said, but you can't go in his house for a month. He goes, but we won't play games. I'm like, you said that last time. So now you right. have four weeks. Well, he won't do that again. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hopefully. <laughs> And well, you know what? On the grand scheme of things, if that's like my biggest worry right now is, is then you know from from a lot of what you do see and hear sometimes, right. I'll take it. Right. No, that's true. That's yeah. true. Now you had said that yeah. your uh, that you said your kids are getting into coding and all that, and you're kind of, they're kind of following into that entrepreneurial path. What uh, you? You, how would you feel if your kids wanted to kind of follow in your guys' footsteps as far as, you know, being a gym owner or, you know, a trainer of some sort or even on the social media aspect with podcast or something? Oh, totally support it. Um, I'm going to actually – so two, twofold on that. One, going back to what you said about wanting to have your wife on, right? My first episode was my wife. and I heard that one. I did hear that one. Yeah. So at first, her and a couple people were like, you know, uh, well – uh, don't you think it's kind of funny you're going to interview your wife and don't you want to separate? I said, well, no, because the whole point of the podcast is to talk to entrepreneurs and small business owners and overcoming hardships and doing the hard things in life to have a better life. Well, what better person to talk to to launch the show than my wife, who was one of nine kids who grew up in a two-bedroom house, who is a homeschooling mother of five, who's also a competitive power lifter and has a successful online and in-person training business, you know, and also went to nursing school and, you know, and so, I mean, on and on and on and on and on, right? You know, so, I mean, she's the epitome of, you know, what hard work and discipline will do for you, you know, consistently, right? And at the same time, being brutally honest where it's not easy, it is difficult, it does wear you tax you at times. So, um, and that goes back also what we said with the kids, which is we are very honest with them and they see, right? When my wife's in there with, you know, six people in the garage in the gym, She's not, you know, she's having fun, but she's working. Those people, and one time when you were mentioning the kids going in and out of there, there was a few times when they started kind of getting a little bit too much going in and out and, and interrupting. And finally, I brought it to them. I said, those people in there are paying your mom for their time and her time, okay? Right. So every time you go in there and interrupt it, okay, what you're doing is, is you're telling those people that mom doesn't have the ability to run her business, okay? And... And, and, and have it because, you know, running a home business, you have to have a little bit of a boundary. And fortunately, we have great clients. She has great clients. Everybody's really understanding. They love it. They actually love our kids. But at the same time, from a standpoint, too, from a safety standpoint, you know, if we got somebody in there squatting and all of a sudden a six-year-old runs between their legs, you know, you can't have that. That's dangerous. So there has to be boundaries, and then they see that. So uh, as far as, like, them wanting to go into any kind of business, I fully support it. I, I think that's one thing where... My dad kind of really pushed away from me when I really wanted to start working at a young age because I wasn't, I was kind of like the black sheep of the family. I really? didn't have straight A's growing up. Not because I couldn't do it, it's because I excelled at things that interest me and things that were hands on and interactive and I can build and I can learn and do that. I loved sitting down and listening to somebody talk for three hours. Dude, yeah. right. <laughs> you had to time you to the desk, right? And yeah, so I, I, I wish I would have had that support growing up and I want them, I want to support them and what they naturally enjoy and just kind of build on it. 
Awesome. Well, that's great. That's great. That's awesome. If that that's yeah. that way, I feel the same way about my kids. If they want to, like my older son, he's he's actually into fitness. He works out constantly. He's into. Uh, that's great. You know, he, re- he follows all the you know all the latest trends with supplements and things like that. And he actually mm-hmm. he's a junior in college right now, and he actually wants to get into the supplement interest industry and kind of wants to uh, gear it towards college students. Uh, college students like him that that love working out and, and being in shape and love um, you know love taking care of their bodies and so he's kind of trying to uh, think of ideas that he can come up with to kind of to kind of get into the supplement industry um, but yeah he he doesn't he doesn't want to work for anybody else he doesn't want to work for corporate America um, I've even like I told you the other day I've kind of encouraged my boys to look at possibly going in the military neither one of them want to do that. My older son's all about, you know, I want to do my own thing. And that's his actual, sure. his actual, he goes to a Grand Canyon University. His actual major is entrepreneurial studies. That's the name of his major. Um, so it's, uh, so it's geared specifically towards that. So he's really excited about that. And I'm, I'm hoping, um, I'm hoping he can land something or figure something out, but uh, I'm sure he will. He's a smart Ooh, that's kid. That's fantastic, man, that they actually have those programs, you know, in yeah. college. And, yeah. and, and that's right. really good that they do that. Yeah, because there's one thing. I mean, I remember, and like I said, I'll be 40 next week. You know, when I was in high school, um, I, you know, not until my senior year where I took this economics class. You know, nobody ever taught me how to, uh, what balancing your checkbook was, what a credit score was, what credit cards were. You right. know, the, you know, just the fiduciary responsibility stuff. And right. you see, just naturally, people, you know, uh, at that time, you know, you're either going to excel or struggle with finances just based on your personality, right? Not really like under education aspect of it too. So we really try to focus on teaching the kids and, and showing them from the financial side of things, uh, like uh, the word afford, right? You know, my right. kids will say, oh, here's a perfect example. My son wanted, um, he gets his allowance and then he also gets to work these little like projects here and there and we, you know, we came for it. Right. And my daughter, the same thing. And he was like, Oh, I want to go buy a scooter. Right. And it was like $150. And I'm sitting there going, you, but you have a bike, right? And you got Christmas and your birthday coming up. I said, why don't you just wait? And this is the whole thing about the lessons of patience. He's like, ah, I don't want to wait. I said, listen. I said, do me a favor. Go in your room right now and grab 10 toys that you don't play with anymore, okay? So he went in his room and grabbed 10 of them. One of them was like an RC car and then some other stuff. We looked it up. We added it up, right? The value of the toys he brought out was about $140. And I asked him, and these are all toys he got within the last year. I said, I asked him, I said, would you rather have these toys or would you rather have the money that we spend on these toys right now? Oh, he goes, Oh, for sure. The money. I said, exactly. I said, don't sacrifice, you know, your future benefit for like choosing gratification. So right. I'm trying to teach him that lesson right now of understanding where, and then that actually led into a conversation about, look, man, you have no bills right now. You're 11 years old. If you start putting your money away and you start, you know, doing a little side businesses and get a little side job in a couple of years and doing these kinds of things here, you know, when you're 21, you're going to be able to buy your first piece of property and then your second one. And then by the time you're 30, you're going to be financially independent to be able to support whatever lifestyle you want. Assuming you know, we're starting a business, starting a second one. Because buying property is really what's going to allow you to do that when you're young. Not getting credit card debt, not buying a car, and then having a car payment when you're 18 years old, right? right. Not having student loans that you're paying off for 20 years. So I'm trying to teach them about that right now. And my daughter as well. Right. No, that's excellent because you're right. That that kind of stuff is just not. They teach you the real basic, you know, general stuff and 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 economics and stuff. But it's not. It's not the stuff that we really need to know. That's going to get us through life and make us, um, I guess, successful. Right. And our, our our money. Yeah. So, yeah. They so. know. They know now what a credit score is. They know at least the oldest you understand that. 
afford doesn't mean you have the money, meaning you can spend it. It's can you afford to spend that money and have it not impact your bottom line, your monthly bills, your ability to save money, and affect your daily life, right? right. So we want them to understand having the money doesn't mean you can afford to spend it. It's, those are two different things. Right. No, that's exactly yeah. right. That's exactly right. Okay. Um, we're almost out of time here, Alex. I just want to – I have one more question for you. It's going to be the hardest question. It's actually a question that I – that I kind of geared towards all dads uh, that I have on my show. It's my last question. I ask every single one of them, um, but uh, it, it may be challenging. It may not be. Um, some find it kind of difficult to answer, but um, in, in the best of your ability, what if, if you had the secret sauce to raising good kids, what would that secret sauce be that you would tell somebody else? I think the best, the best piece of advice that I'm still trying to adhere to is, Probably, I want to word this like in one like a one shot package is be patient, but be stern and don't take it personal. So what I mean by that is, and this is something I struggle with sometimes, right? I'll, is when your kid fights with you and argues with you and yells at you or doesn't listen the first three times you said something, okay, don't get angry and take it personal as if they're doing something to you, right? Right. <laughs> and because all that does is fires you up and it puts you in the wrong state of mind and you get combative and all you're doing is you're really teaching your kids, uh, especially, hopefully, if you're raising them to be confident. Well, that's a double-edged sword. If you're trying to raise your children to be confident and be self, you know, uh, self-sufficient, you okay, at the same time, that means you're not raising a bunch of lemmings. So they're not going to just blindly follow every order you give them. So of course they're going to push back. Of course they're going to question. Of course yeah. they're going to want to do their own thing, right? Because otherwise, you know, they're, you are just raising robots or raising lemmings. So right. you need to understand that you can't take it personal when they push back or when they find they'll listen, okay? They yell and scream, you're the adult, that's a child. <laughs> so right. you need to respond that way. And every time, I, it's never failed me. I've never had a time when I have been cognitive of the fact that my kids have a meltdown. I need to be calm and not have a response to meltdown. And I haven't gotten the response I wanted, which was to get them to de-escalate, calm down, and drop the chaos that they were having. It's always worked. What doesn't work is when I react to the same energy that they have. And all that does is it turns into a big fight. Yeah. Right. So it never works. Yeah, uh, that never works. It never works. No, yeah, never, right. never. I mean, it only works because it's like, you know, I'm, I'm six more 260 pounds. If I raise my voice, they start screaming and yelling, okay, and, you know, if I get loud enough, it's going to scare the crap out of them. So, but right. I don't want to scare the crap out of them. And also, I want to save that for something that actually merits they get, scaring the they crap get, out of them. Make it worth it, right? <laughs> exactly. Like, when my nine-year-old bolts into the street and doesn't look where she's going, and I bellow, and the whole neighborhood hears me, that's when it should matter, you know? Right. <laughs> so, right. yeah, yeah I, I would say that's the best piece of advice is, you know, is, is don't take it personal, but be stern. Yeah, yeah. Just don't take it personal. Be stern and be patient for sure. Uh, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Hold the hold the line. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you can't. You definitely cannot. Definitely cannot. Uh, cannot. Cannot come down to their level and 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 try to compete with them in that in, in this back and forth. Uh, um, I guess uh, you know argument or banter, whatever you want to call it. But yeah, my my wife. I'm actually. You know, I struggled with that throughout the years as my kids were growing up. You know, I, 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 I they kind of pushed my buttons a little bit. And there would be times where, you know, I'd kind of let them have it. And then they'd kind of let me have it back. And I would go at them again. And, and it took, you know, it was like a little child, you know. My wife would have to, you know, later on, she'd have to pull me aside and go, hey, you know, 
did it really get you anywhere to, to kind of get at them like that? And I, thinking about it, no, it really didn't. It only made things worse. Right. So we kind of need to approach them a little differently when we handle certain, you know, situations. But, no, that's right. Being patient for sure is uh, is crucial. Um, yeah. Cool. Cool. Well, um, Alex, I really appreciate you uh, taking the time. I know we went a little bit overboard, but oh, no, we're good, man. We're good. Yeah. I appreciate you taking the time to chat with me for a little bit on Dad Up, and uh, I uh, I really enjoy our 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 friendship. You know, this is this is one of the cool things about about um, building a social media platform or a brand or a podcast is being able to meet new people. And um, I feel like even though we've only known each other for, what, a few weeks or a month or so, um, I feel like I've known you forever. Um, and it's one of the one of the cool things about doing this. Because one of the things that I like about it is there's so many people that I've met over the years that I've really, really, um, excuse me, over the years, over the last month or two, that I've really felt like I've known for years. And um, uh, I really enjoy it. So... Um, I appreciate you being on. I, I know I took your time. Uh, you probably got to take one of those power naps, but um, I really appreciate <laughs> you time, um, I look forward to what you're going to do in the future with uh, Cornerstone of America. Listen, if you guys, you guys that are listening to this, if you haven't checked out his podcast, Cornerstone of America, um, it's a great podcast. There's a lot of great guests on there, and um, he really brings um, some valuable information to everybody with what people are doing out in America. And um, he's really going to go places. I'm really excited about your future, Alex, with that show. Thanks, Bob. I really, really appreciate what you say, man, those kind of words. It, it means a lot to me. And, and, and I, I feel the exact same way as far as um, I love the fact that I get to talk to individuals like yourself and get to know them and become friends and with people that I probably would never run into in my day-to-day life, you know, without this, you know, without this medium. And uh, um, I think, I think it's it's fun because we're the podcasting community, especially people coming up and doing this, are very supportive of each other because we're trying to we're all trying to build something, you know, that's our own thing. But we're doing it by supporting each other builds that up as well. So it's it's a fun time, man. It's good. I'm I'm really enjoying it, and uh, I'm having a blast with the people I'm meeting. And um, I think it makes us better too because you get exposed to more people and you get to share more stories. You also get to share stories with people. Where you're like, oh, I'm not crazy. Other people right. have these problems too. Yeah, right. you're exactly right. All right, Alex. Well, uh, I'll let you get on with your day. Um, I appreciate you, brother, and um, I look forward to, uh, to chatting with you again soon. For sure, man. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on, and uh, uh, good luck on the podcast. And uh, uh, I, I love what you're doing with it, man. I think it's a great idea, especially from somebody like yourself. You know, who's you know been a dad for you know over two decades, and you got two grown boys, and you got a lot to bring to the table, man. A lot of experience. So, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I appreciate it, brother. All right, man. Once again, a special thank you to Alex Jowdy for taking the time out of his day to chat with me and share his story with all of us. He's a great guy, a new friend, and make sure you check out his podcast, Cornerstone of America. Alex represents the Dad Up community very well. Thank you, as always, for listening to the show. And as I said before, if you haven't subscribed, please make sure you do so so that you don't miss any of the shows. I have some awesome guests lined up that I'll be sharing with you soon, so please be on the lookout for those. Also, please make sure you rate the show and share the show with others. If you have comments, questions, or would like to be a guest on the show, please let me know. You can message me on my Instagram page at Coach B Ward, or you can email me at dadutribe at gmail.com. As always, I'm your host, Brian Ward, and I truly thank you. This is Dad Up. Dad Up.